0: Visit tripsurfervacations.com and let them know that Radiotechers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. This episode of Radio Techers is brought to you in part by Trip Surfer Vacations. Travel is opening up again, and we know you're ready to go. Trip Surfer Vacations has great all-inclusive packages for your next beach vacation and all the info you need to know about your next trip. So whether you're headed to the Cancun, Cozumel, Cabo, or the Caribbean, Trip Surfer Vacations has you guys covered. We even have partnerships for European adventures as well. So we know you're ready to go. Visit tripsurfervacations.com and let them know that Radio Techers sent you. Y'all have fun out there. This episode of Headlock Talk is brought to you by... Austin-based company Naturally Hims and their new line of CBD gummies. These gummies are made with 100% baked-in, pharmaceutical-grade, non-isolate-based CBD... On this week's episode of Headlock Talk, myself and pro wrestling journalist and historian extraordinaire Rob Wilkins discuss the Hulk Hogan versus Gawker case and its ramifications on pro wrestling as well as journalism. Tune in. Bum-ba-dum. All right, everybody. <laughs> Welcome back to the return of Headlock Talk. Uh, we are presenting to you episode one. Yes, indeed. Episode one of Wrestling Lore. Uh, my, my retirement series from me to you for this Headlock Talk channel. Um, I am, of course, the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt. And uh, right alongside me today... I'm really excited. this is a gentleman who um, I have the utmost respect for in terms of his wrestling knowledge his wrestling brilliance uh, writer and wrestling historian uh, the incomparable mr. Rob Wilkins Rob, how are you doing this evening?
1: I am doing well that's that like that's that's a uh, that's an intro man because uh, the historian part. Like you're making me look really good, and <laughs> I have a hard time. I have a hard time remembering. Like, the, no, I'm kidding. But I, I do remember a lot, and and it's just, uh, yeah, I, I appreciate that intro. I'm gonna use that from like here on out when I go places. I'm hey, like,
0: you've when got you introduce my, me,
1: yeah, yeah, this is how got, you're gonna do it.
0: <laughs> you've got my official endorsement. Like you can well, you can tell 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 whoever invites you onto their podcast to play this one back. Yes, because they're gonna need to use it yeah. uh, for, for their I'll own. Have,
1: yeah, I'm gonna to make sure like my handlers like have this all f- planned out from here on out. That way, like this is what Mister Wilkins wants. He wants three <laughs> bottles of water. He wants a he wants a he wants a bowl full of Skittles, and he wants upmo- the utmost respect.
0: I, I was uh, I was about to say I'm really glad that my shipment of five pounds of green only green Skittles uh, made it to you in time, so I can secure this yeah. interview with you. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: that's,
1: um, that's that's the only way it happened, man. It's the only way it happened. I open that, I open that Amazon box, and I'm like, "All righty, serious. This is how you it. get me." <laughs> that, that's it. Um, <laughs> uh, uh,
0: so today's uh topic for episode one of Headlock Talks Wrestling Lore is um, you and I agreed, Rob, that we are going to play this uh a bit safe. Mm-hmm. A bit safe, for obvious reasons, right? We yes. are going to do our utmost respect uh, to to the point with the journalism, because this is not only going out on my feed, but this is also going out to the feed of the kind people over at Love Wrestling, who is absolutely amazing. I, I gotta, just for this brief moment here, thank the guys over at Love Wrestling, guys and gals, um, uh, everybody who's been involved in me getting over to y'all's stream for this uh special series uh because I want to make sure that as many ears can get a hold of this content before I shut the door uh on on headlock talk and and, and lock it away um so I got to thank the guys over at uh love wrestling for all of their kindness and and being so awesome with involving my content with them um Rob, (laughs) there's not any easy way to try and introduce the subject here, but again, we're going to play this with uh, kid gloves. Um, The uh, Hulk Hogan versus Gawker case is uh, quite interesting on multiple different levels. Um, I I know I kind of sprung the subject on you uh, when we were first getting around to it, and you, you, you were familiar with it, but you got to do a little bit more research today.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, the, and that's the thing about, like, where we're going to be careful with Hogan is because of uh, his history um, with um, how much money he made off of a lawsuit. And um, it's, it's something because Hogan is one of those guys that I'll be the first one to admit. When I grew up, I loved the guy. I did. I loved him. Mm-hmm. And then and then in my opinion definitely changed uh a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And that that fandom I had for the man, that went away like instantly and I was um I was I was pretty I would say I was more I I was very disappointed in that because how much I liked him and that went away. Like now it's one of those things where I, I don't pay too much attention to him and it's, uh and I, I, I hate saying this, but I don't, I, I don't have much use like for it. Like I, I understand the wrestling history and how he, ma- like he made wrestling what it was. Yeah, in the eighties and to the late nineties. And I'll always be fond of that time period because I liked other guys during that. I thought Jake, the snake Roberts back in the day was the coolest guy in the world, you know? And yeah. then you see what happened with him, like in his life. And, you know, I know these people are human, but there's a certain, there's a certain line you don't cross in my opinion. And, and, uh, as far as like the like you said earlier the historian part i won't ignore his history of the ring but yeah. it changed in my opinion and and this is a interesting topic because of everything tied into it like how much money was involved i mean this this was like if i'm not mistaken and i should have researched this part i think it was like one of the biggest like lawsuits in like a person filed against a media company and won, like one of them. Um, yeah, and and the, and the funny thing is, I, I learned today, or maybe I just remembered it after reading. Hogan had people like helping him, like money wise, because of oh yeah, because they in, weren't in a, too happy with Gawker
0: in a big <laughs> way, in a in a yeah. in a big way. Um, and 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 we're gonna, I guess we're we're gonna definitely open up the floor to all of this. Uh, here and, and make sure that you guys are fully aware of everything that we're talking about. Um, I, I guess maybe a safe place to start is where people, I guess, remember the story most. I, I, I think, okay. Now, uh, basically what it comes down to is in the simplest, in the simplest terms possible, uh Hulk Hogan at one point uh was going through a divorce in about um oh, wh- wh- what was the year here Rob I'm trying to to, to um, find that it, I it was, I want to say it was in the 2000s mid 2000s to early 2010s maybe
1: Yeah it was right around there um and I I because I remember that that VH1 show that he had um it was the the divorce went through in 2000 they they filed in 2007 and then it became official in 2009. Mhm. Uh
0: yeah. so I yeah. I've got I've got sources here indicating 2006. Uh Hulk Hogan aka Terry Bollea uh was videotaped um uh having sexual intercourse with Heather Clem who is the wife of Bubba the Lump- the the Love Sponge the famed uh radio show host uh shock jock uh based out of Florida right H- uh, Hogan and and Bubba the Love the Love Sponge at the time really good friends very cordial and allegedly um as the story goes, again, allegedly, the the story is that uh, basically Hogan had visited Heather Clem just to stop by the house, to say hello, visit Bubba, I guess, maybe, and, uh, again, allegedly, Heather tempted him, and allegedly, Hogan was depressed, as he would say in his testimony, and he gave up and gave in, and uh, he, he felt that... Uh, that affection that that heather Clem was uh, projecting onto him and this of course would be also allegedly per per court filings uh, fine with bubba the love sponge as he would um secretly videotape uh the, the two uh,
1: uh having relations rob yeah um yeah <laughs> it was uh you know when when that news came out that that this happened it 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 a it shocked me because and I say it shocked me because Hogan was on Bubba the love sponge a lot like i mean they there were no secrets that those two were like pretty like close like they were great friends, and mm-hmm. um it was just one of those things that was more shocking because I remember it was like that's where a lot of people got their Hogan news like what things that he would say like in the um in and, and it was never really big news but it was just mm-hmm. where you would uh you would hear things and Bubba the Love Sponge because of his ties to Hogan he was friend with other guys like Macho Man and he had other wrestlers like mm-hmm. on his show and it was just it was more shocking than anything that that it happened with I guess those two people, you know, like with, with, with Bubba alleged, like, you know, with him, uh, with the camera, like allegedly recording and I guess he did admit it. So, or I can't really recall that part, but yeah, it's just, it was, it was something else. I remember I was more shocked and then it went from there.
0: Hmm. Now, uh, again, this is very sensitive content, folks. So if you're uncomfortable listening to this, I apologize. You can obviously skip this episode or or whatever. But we're going to get into the nitty-gritty details as much as possible and to try and s- save our own skins as much as possible here. Um, obviously, at one point in the video that, again, Bubba the love sponge uh, for testimony wise uh, had secretly videotaped this uh, exchange um, H- Hogan does use some racially insensitive language and this does uh, I guess really inflame the wrestling community as a whole
1: yeah yeah you you went it went like the wrestling community for sure it blew up uh, like for us media didn't really touch it too much i mean it, it did affect him because it did get picked up and hogan was fired from the uh, at the time wwe they they let him go um and granted we know they brought him back in 2018 mm-hmm. but they they did let him go and it it affected him in a few different ways because of like he he took a shot like um his credibility went went down because of what he said and um like I said earlier it's one of those things where it affect like I know that word is is awful and I just I hadn't like when I heard what what he said I was really I was kind of I I was definitely disappointed. and I was upset, but the thing is, I wasn't. I'm I like it's a different kind of thing. I was more like it was more like a depressing because I'm like man, I put so much time into that guy. I remember like friends would come over and it's like I want to watch this instead of I want to watch Hogan wrestle and or like stay home on Monday nights and watch Nitro and like I just to see him and it felt like in a way in a way it felt like i wasted time because mm. of that um because of, of because of that and i'm not i know things people are different and it just it just like it hurt and i don't know what it was just one of those things when when you have a guy that goes on tv every week it says to Take your vitamins, say your prayers, Mm. and you thought he was the ultimate good guy. Like when you were a kid, like uh, he was like he like other than my pop, my dad, my pops, Hogan was the guy that I wanted to be like, look like. I wanted to be like him. I wanted to, right? I wanted to. I wanted to give people the big boot. (laughs) (laughs) I just and just when this came out, it was just
0: it was hard. It was just so
1: yeah it was heartbreaking because I know how much like and i I know how much like me and my buddies would watch Nitro on Monday nights and slip back and forth, and now it's just like it feels like there's an asterisk beside it, like in a way, and um just my my appreciation for him went way down now, like I said earlier, the wrestling. Like historian part that I love, like knowing the history. I'll remember that stuff, and I'll I'll remember the title changes, and I'll remember the the body slamming Andre the Giant type stuff. But it's just not the same.
0: Well, yeah, and I I mean, I guess I'm coming from a very similar place as you because uh, I mean I I would assume that you and I are about the same age, right? Like watching yeah. Hulk Hogan uh debuting for wcw was a big moment dropping the 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 leg drop and then giving the big boot and i mean if you want to go even further back than that uh, I, I mean let's be let's be very real when i say this uh, uh, we in the wrestling community we can talk about um Stone Cold Steve Austin, we can talk about how popular he was and how popular Ric Flair has been at Dusty Rhodes, Macho Man, Randy Savage. Uh, I mean, we can point to many famous people in the wrestling business, uh, but outside of The Rock, I can't think of anybody in wrestling that was as iconic as as hulk hogan was especially in the 80s as you pointed out the 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 take your vitamins drink your milk say your prayers do
1: your push-ups and squats (laughs) i did i don't know like i've been on plenty of video podcasts so if you can uh if you ever see me you know i i i skipped that part from what hogan told me to do (laughs) but i think a lot of
0: a a lot of us probably have (laughs) um but like Kind of like what you mentioned, like, I mean, when I was a kid, I was like, I mean, I, I was a big Hulk Hogan fan and like, I would daydream about me and my, my, my dad and Hulk Hogan being a faction, right. In in, in wrestling, like it was like weird stuff like that, but that's like the impact that Hulk Hogan has is that Hulk Hogan for that time for so many people in the mid to late 80s through uh the 2000s Hulk Hogan was wrestling
1: right yeah I, yeah and, and exactly like what you said i i i go back to i had a hulk hogan suitcase a suitcase wow. of hulk hogan i <laughs> and i like whenever i'd go to like a friend's house or grandparents house you know yeah that was that was what i that's what i took and i i brought my hogan lj in with me i'd bring my hogan thumb wrestler like just that was that was my thing and then Mm -hmm. down the road i got a wrestling buddy and i bought i bought two wrestling buddies one was for me and the other one was um it went to the texas um i guess dallas i don't know the name of the the hospital texas children's hospital or in dallas yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, what, and I, that's where I gave one. I donated one there because I always I always gave a lot of stuff to that hospital because it, growing up it meant that place meant a lot to me um, because I have I have ties to that hospital because for health reasons, obviously, um, and it's always played a big part in my life. And even at that time, I kind of I was a young kid, but I, I I understood that it was not for that hospital. I'm a completely different person and so i gave a lot i gave a lot like as a kid i would give when i was done with something and it could still be used it went to the hospital and, and i gave them hulk hogan toys i gave them. i gave him a uh, hulk hogan like it just i remember giving this stuff to that hospital and um it just like that's how much like i wanted i like i knew if hulk hogan affected me the way he did, I know it would like help other people. Mm-hmm. It was just so like, now I thinking about it, it's kind of like, okay, that's like in my head thinking about it now, it's kind of weird. But I mean, when you give things and it just wasn't WWF stuff, I would give like, I want a <laughs> I want a, uh, big elf, <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> like, yeah, from, from Burger King, I won this big, like inflatable elf, uh, thing they gave away that was six feet, like inflatable, and I gave it to the I gave it to the hospital because A, I didn't want that thing in my room. And then yeah. B, it's just like people'd like that more than than me, you know? And just it, it was just one of those things where I gave like everything and and the fact that and I think that's what plays a big part in, in the Hogan thing with me is yeah. because of putting time into things like that. And um yeah, it's just it's just um it just well it the,
0: the reason why I'm bringing it up is is like obviously with Hulk Hogan being as synonymous with pro wrestling as he was i mean just imagine like obviously us as podcasters as um i mean you're a full fledged journalist i'm i i am a journalist quote unquote um in, in terms of wrestling but like Obviously, we are heavily influenced by what we saw when we were growing up, and Hulk Hogan's a big part of that. But imagine, like, somebody who spoke out against it, like Xavier Woods or Big E or any number of other people that were actively inside the WWE or uh, other people of color who obviously were fans of Hogan. And you, I mean, you see. A, a a videotape like this where he says these things, right? Where he where he yeah. uses a racial slur uh multiple times. Uh I mean, I can only imagine how like disheartening that is, like how heartbreaking that is and how hurt you must feel after bearing witness to that. And obviously uh Hogan has gone on to apologize and you know, say that he was in the wrong and that that really wasn't him. And, you know, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, what else can you say um, yeah. for, for, for how much he said, uh, but like that hurt still exists. You know what I mean? Oh
1: yeah, for sure. And, and that's the thing. Uh, the one thing that I've heard more than anything is, is he, is he truly sorry or is he sorry that he got caught? That's the one thing I've always heard. And that, that I think plays into my, my thing. And like I just, it didn't, it didn't sit well with me because I, I just, that was the thing. I don't know, like I don't know the man by any means, but I know how I felt and I know how others felt. I, I have a, I have a buddy who I grew up with that was a huge Sting fan, just absolutely Sting fan. And we were talking not too long on Facebook, maybe a year ago. Mm-hmm. And he said, it's, he said pretty much he would be devastated, it, it devastated if, if, if Steve Borden said something like that because yeah. how much he means to him. And he's not saying that he even has any idea, but he's just saying, I couldn't imagine having someone like that that i looked up to mm. and next thing you know i'm i'm like i'm he's like i'm heartbroken like is what he would say he goes i would i and he goes i liked hogan but it it went out the window and, and i think about that now like there's so many people out there that 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 kids look up to now and there's more cameras on people than ever and it's just one of those things where when you see and I think the thing that's fascinating is Hogan is one of those guys that guys our age, no matter who, like mm. he you show him a picture. It's kinda of like Michael Jackson in the world. Like yeah. you show him a picture, people say Michael Jackson or Michael Jordan. Hogan's one of those guys. Like you show him a picture, people know who it is. Oh yeah. And, I, and like that's just... that's
0: Yeah, like like, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like, especially if you're like, like, um, I'm not trying to like be be gendered when I'm bringing this up, but like, if you're if you're a boy growing up, uh, it anywhere in the world, uh, you know, especially here in the U.S. where we have like action films are like a huge thing that we produce and like ship out globally, right? Like, Mm -hmm. if, if if you grew up in the late Eight or, or in the mid to late eighties through the early nineties, uh, I can think of three people who would most likely be at the top of your list as far as um, you know heroes like 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 celebrity worship. You've got Arnold Schwarzenegger, you've got um, uh, <laughs> this is Sylvester Stallone, and you've yeah. got Hulk Hogan. Like those are yeah, the those... three.
1: Yeah, for like tough guys, like kind of, yeah. Like, like those would be three guys like you could hold a picture up and say who's this kid would say Arnold Schwarzenegger then you show him picture of, uh Sylvester Stallone you'd get mm-hmm. that one you'd get everybody to say it except for that one kid that would say oh that's Frank Stallone his brother no I'm kidding but uh <laughs> <laughs> the, the, that uh but then you get everybody would say Hulk Hogan like you show him a picture and mm-hmm. and that's I think what's so interesting is he's that guy that, that did something like from our childhood, like who we mm. see. And then you think he's this person. And then you see that everything it's like, everything was a it was like, everything was a lie to some people, you know, that mm. that's the way I took it, mm. you know, and I get it. You know, I, I I've got it from a long, long, long time ago. People were different than, than what you see like you know like that's you you live in texas i grew up in texas like i i've i got to i was lucky enough to grow up in a in a device device a diverse area of the country like i i was in lucky with my parents like it was i was taught certain things and Mm. and that was the last thing I would have ever expected from that man, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just, that's the thing that going into this, this lawsuit, I'm wondering, like, it, it's fascinating because no nobody cares about the sex part of this whole thing, mm. you know, it's, it's, I, at least I don't think so. I mean, to an extent, there's some, but.
0: It it does seem rather secondary, like compared to, you know, obviously what he says in the video, which is, uh, of course, very offensive. And I know we're being kind of vague and we're like kind of tiptoeing around the subject. If you want to, I mean, I'm not saying like go out of your way to like go and, and find out what exactly he said, if you're not uh, up to speed yeah. with what he said. But yeah. I mean, you can you can certainly find it on the Internet, uh, what what he said. Uh, that was racially insensitive, of course. Um, but um, I, I think that kind of actually brings us to um, our, our second subject here. Um, and, and, and kind of our main focus, really, is this company Gawker, right? Uh, Gawker is, uh, or rather was, a, a, an American blog company. Um, I Think of like tmz but for the internet with words like the written word right yeah. um it, it was based out of new york founded by nick denton and uh, elizabeth spears and uh, basically yeah they would they would do write-ups on things right yeah um so this uh so gawker was founded in 2003 the hogan um sex tape I believe the timeline is that the Hogan sex tape was actually filmed. Generously being said filmed in um, about 2006 is the estimates that I have here. Um, And around 2006, things get actually pretty interesting for Gawker again, Gawker being, this company that really focuses and and shines light on celebrity happenings right Mm um so around 2006 uh there there is another story this is this is pre-hogan right this is very much pre-hogan uh 2006 they um, they start compiling information on uh, on a man, uh, a very very famous man, a very uh, very wealthy man named Peter Thiel. And if that name sounds familiar to you, Peter Thiel is actually the founder of now Gawker. What they had done and it's up to you to decide for your own personhood whether this is right or whether this is wrong, Uh, Gawker wrote up an article um, that basically um, outed Peter Thiel as being gay. Right? Um, And Peter Thiel was obviously uh, very uncomfortable with that very um very upset about this um that this 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 outing here rob um well i guess how how much of this have you caught up to speed with i i guess since we started talking about this because i know this is not obviously wrestling related but this is a very big part of the story
1: well i remember i remember the story before like from a non-wrestling standpoint i remember it oh Um, okay because I was uh like at that time I actually um I was I was just like out of college and I remember like at that time I was kinda in a way trying to figure out a lot of things and I was more involved in the aspect of like I, I, I cared about like things more, you know. As I got older, I paid attention to the news a lot more, and this was something that was very, like at that time, interesting because the way that it came, it came out the news, like about that was, it seemed like a really well, it was. It seemed like a big invasion of privacy, yeah. And it seemed like there was no, and it. it to be honest it freaked a lot of people out in a way because they felt like there was no um it, there was no harm like this company couldn't be touched because and if that means that this guy could like they did this to him it could happen to other people like there was no there was no like justification like uh, justification is probably the wrong word but he didn't have he was being basically told who he was by this media company yeah but he he wasn't able to say it they they did it like they they made him look bad they they did all kinds of things that that put him out there and i mean he 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 was a he's a businessman like to the to the fullest extent he owned he was he founded paypal um i mean you think about paypal they made their money they made a ton of money when they sold their company to eBay, um, and then you have, like, he's he's it's just so much that he's done and like I, he's done books or books on him. Um, yeah, he's he's,
0: he's ex- extremely powerful in, in terms of uh, Silicon Valley, right? Like, yeah, it, he's he's uh, by all means a, a billionaire, right? um Mm -hmm. he's 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 got a lot of sway a lot of very smart friends he was at the very um i mean he was at the very beginning of uh the biggest tech boom in america arguably the world right um he he was right on the map for that and gawker who obviously their business in and again i'm trying i make allusions to tmz and i'm not trying to put tmz down when I talk about this, but their approach is, is Gawker's approach, rather is to, I guess, be be as um, edgy as possible to, to to try and get that cutting edge that you know that thing that you won't find anywhere else on somebody. Like they they really try and get the dirt on people, and by dirt, I, I'm literally talking like the you know, something that nobody would want themselves or or would want exposed about themselves to be made public.
1: Yeah. Yep. And that's the, that's the thing. Like, and he's still like, he is still a big, uh, like a big, like when it comes to money, he's still like one of the big guy, like, uh, he's been, he's been a behind the scenes guy for the GOP recently. And not, we're not going to get political here, but, um, just if you look into this man there's like he he's done a lot but going into how is hogan affected by this well <laughs> tanner will tell you because it this is where it starts getting mm. this is where it starts getting like interesting
0: so yeah I, i'm glad that you reintroduced this here rob because uh basically <clears throat> what happens here and and, and to switch, switch gears back to Hogan. um, And and I've actually got an interesting article pulled up here by the Atlantic um, uh, who did an interview with author. I'm grabbing his name right now. Ryan holiday, Ryan holiday wrote a book called conspiracy, Peter Thiel, Hulk Hogan, Gawker, and the anatomy of intrigue. Um, What, what Ryan holiday talks about here is uh, Bubba the love sponge recorded this av- allegedly without Hulk Hogan's knowledge. That's what that's what Hogan testified is that he he did not know that this was being recorded Bubba Bubba the love sponge then takes that recording this videotape rips it onto a DVD and then writes Hogan on the DVD and stashes it away in a desk, I believe, at his radio station. I could be wrong, but that's what I'm. That's that's what I've read up on. That he, he he basically hides this tape here, right? Yeah. Now, what happens is, um, basically, uh, Peter Thiel's, uh, I guess blog the 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 blog that was written up by, um, uh, Gawker. About Peter Thiel being outed came out about 2007. Around that same time, Hulk Hogan's marriage is falling apart, um, and Hogan goes to Bubba Love's house. Bubba's house, he sleeps with uh, his wife, and um, you know that 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 DVD gets ripped in 2012. The, the tapes are then leaked to Gawker, and what Holiday alleges is that, um, it, again, these, these recordings are kept in a desk uh, by his radio station, and that was detailed by police reports. The Tampa Bay Police and the FBI believe that a rival DJ broke into the desk and stole those videos. Um, and although the police and FBI investigation notes revealed uh, those suspicions, the DJ in question was never charged or convicted of a crime. Um, he started to leak the videos not to embarrass Hogan, but rather to embarrass Bubba, uh, whose time slot he was trying to steal. The speculation is that the entire series of events was triggered by a beef between these two uh, Two. Two shock jocks basically these two radio show hosts Bubba and this this other one um, that holiday does not mention and uh, uh, essentially these get leaked to Gawker and Gawker gets a hold of these and that's when they write up their article and post links of the tape uh, along with their write-up here Uh, and this would then turn into Hulk Hogan turning around and suing Gawker for copyright infringement uh, in the Middle District of Florida. Uh, he was seeking damages, um, and initially Hogan had a pretty difficult time actually getting through this. There, it would get um, d- denied by a by, by a few judges, and uh, Hulk Hogan would keep continue to appeal until rob it would get into the the uh uh the the ears and would catch the interest again of peter teal
1: yes and peter teal for those who this ties back in peter teal helped hulk hogan um with basically helping finance the, uh, lawsuits. Like he, he was a, I guess you would say he was, he was a, he was a financier. He, he basically helped because he had problems with, with Gawker. Um, he actually had a quote that, Mm. that was, he says it's one of my greater, uh, philanthropic things that I've done. Mm. Like, wow. (laughs) You know, like, (laughs) Like, I I mean, he basically, he paid, he had some, he was, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this, he had such a problem with this company, he gave, he pretty much gave $10 million away, mm-hmm. you know? I, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah he, you know, he, it's just, wow.
0: It was, what's interesting here is that, again, this is, uh, obviously the tape was filmed in 2006. By 2012, Hulk Hogan, it, I, if I have my timeline right, I believe he was would, would have been divorced by then. The divorce is finalized. He doesn't have Hogan knows best. You know he's already on the rocks with WWE. Like, all, like his his world, uh, as one would put it, is kind of falling uh, all by his wayside. Right. Yeah. Um He's also because of the divorce and because of other several factors. Um, he he doesn't have a lot of cash, right? Um, yeah, and and that's where Peter Teal comes in. Peter Teal, um, helps bankroll, um, nearly all, uh, of, of Hulk Hogan's legal, um, processes uh, against Gawker from this point on, and and what happens is is that. Uh, and again, I'm not a lawyer.
1: <laughs> Rob, are you a lawyer? I don't know. Uh, know. I, no, I I stayed at a Holiday and Express last night, so I <laughs> I tell people I am, but no, <laughs> I no, I am definitely not a lawyer. I am not. Uh, so
0: so a lot of legal jargon uh, happens. There's a very long, extensive trial. It it, it basically goes. Nearly four years from the time of that article being put out, through the time of the um the the trial ending, essentially, yeah. um, what basically Hulk Hogan is suing for is uh, basically defamation, right? Mm-hmm. Like 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 his um his on air personality his. You know, um, obviously, him him being celebrity, uh, these are damages to his ability to create income because of what Gawker uh, published about him, uh, whether it be the sex tape part, whether it be the racial uh, racially insensitive language that was used in the video. I mean, you can you can point to any number of different things about the video. I, I in in one's opinion, um, now. Uh, what basically happens is that through this trial with this being Hulk Hogan's argument, uh, Gawker would say that this is, um, newsworthy, basically, right. That, that he is a celebrity and that, you know, this is, yeah, this is information that was given to them and that they have first amendment rights to publish about this particular, uh, incident.
1: Yeah yeah it was it was something you know it was uh it was just the fact that somebody came in and paid that that amount of money to to help him and and the fact that gawker was went from we're gonna win this to oh my god we're in trouble <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know how how the i guess the easiest way to say it how the how it turned on them you know that was they they went from Everybody thinking that, uh, well, this is a slam dunk case, you know, like, mm-hmm. uh, like you look at all the other past times that videos leaked, you got, I mean, uh, you have other like celebrities, uh, I think the most infamous ones are probably the, uh, the Pam and Tommy. And then you got the, the Paris Hilton and Kim Kardashian. Mm-hmm. The, like those, like anything that they did, like lawsuit wise is nothing compared to this, this. This was big, um, like money-wise, big, big money, and it was just—I I mean, when you think about it, Hulk Hogan, with the help of somebody, took down a major media company, like an up, up-and-coming media company. Like they were mm-hmm. that they were, they were like where they were. They were just continue to continuing to build. I mean, they. They, like you said, they were blogging, and they were looking at other ways to move in and and stuff. And I mean Hogan, Hogan, with the help of one man for the most part and good attorneys, took down a multi-billion or uh, took down a huge company like a media company, and mm. and that from a from a media standpoint, I think that kind of put some people in check <laughs> like right. with how they how they obtain things now
0: well and and that that actually brings us to kind of where near the conclusion of of, of where we want to be here um, essentially what happens is that Hogan is seeking damages for emotional distress loss of income obviously you know like a ton like, like they're throwing the book at Gawker right yeah. Um, and I've seen numbers between 115 upwards of 140 and, and in some cases more money than that being awarded to Hulk Hogan, basically based on this, which I mean, in, in most people's eyes, and I'm, uh, again, this is, this is just one man's opinion. Most people would probably presume, well, this is, gawkers right you know the freedom of the press to write up what they want to write and you know op, you know obviously that's that is you know kind of the conflict that we have here in this story is you know is it the, the freedom of, of, of press and freedom of expression it's you and I as podcasters and you as an actual journalist and me again as a journalist you, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know you know is it right to go through with these stories? Or, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, how 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 big is the line? How big is the divide between what is acceptable and not acceptable to to write up about or to talk about or to express uh, an opinion in a journalistic fashion? Right. Yeah. Um, uh, What essentially transpires here is that after uh, post lawsuit here where the the. The finding is in favor of Hogan, right? Um, the, the jury had awarded him again between about 115 to $140 million is kind of the figure that I'm seeing here. $25 mm-hmm. million of, of it being in punitive damages. So I guess about 140 if you're seeing that yeah. in in the full.
1: Yeah, that's what uh, New York Times had, had in their articles, that it was 140 with when everything was all said and done. Like with the amount, so.
0: Hmm. Um. Yeah. I mean, it, it definitely. What's interesting is it, it. It certainly doesn't put Hogan in a very good light, and we'll we'll touch more of that on there. And then that's just again my opinion. Um. Uh, but it does also. I, I mean, it, it it makes Gawker look a little bit weird too, because it's kind of it's very voyeuristic. It's very invasive of somebody. It's very, you know, um, like, like I mentioned earlier, they were very much on the edge uh, of being almost too uncomfortable. And this kind of proved that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. it, 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 exactly. I think you explained it the best way that I, that's the way I would have explained it. It was, uh, it's just a. Uh, I think about it. Would I. If it wasn't. If the wrestling aspect was not in it, I obviously. Me and you. Well, we wouldn't be doing this show. But yeah. the fact that it does have it involved, it's. It's just like fascinating that. How it just goes full circle and how Hogan left. He well, he left WWF because or WWE because of this. They, the WWE, say what you will about them. There's there's certain lines that any company would not take. There there was no there was no getting away or, away from this. They had to do. They basically they had to do the right thing. They had to get rid of them. Um, you know, so that was, that was what, and that's what they did. I did not expect him to be back three years later, but, um, Mm. it is, it, that's a company's decision. Um, but it's just, it went from, it, it just went, it went like so many different ways, like just in that amount of time from when the video came out i mean when like hogan was dealing with other things like he was dealing with uh he was having major back problems mm. um he was his son was um in prison for a uh basically an accident he was racing and his and somebody died so like he had a lot going on mm-hmm. and then you add this and it just, it went from the biggest thing other than like Hogan, like how it how Hogan looks now in the professional professional wrestling business is just I'm fascinated by the the biggest thing that I'm fascinated by is just how, and I said it earlier, is how he took down a media company, but he, mm-hmm. he did it with the help of, of a billionaire. So it's just it's just mm-hmm. like, wow, like my, like from a you. It sounds like a movie script, you know, like it, mm. it does. It seems like somebody went from the top down way low to the bottom and then they never really recovered, but they got rich,
0: mm. you know, so. Well, and I'm glad that you transitioned this because that let's look at the aftermath here as we close this episode. Of, uh, of, of headlock talk and, and wrestling lore here. Um, on June 9th of 2016, Gawker filed a motion of stay of execution of judgment pending appeal. In the motion and accompanying affidavits from Gawker media personnel, the company stated that it could not afford to pay the $140.1 million judgment or the $50 million a- appeal bond here. Um, and the following day, Gawker actually filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection and put itself up for sale uh, because of the suit. Um, uh, So uh, it it goes even further than that. The founder, Mr. Denton, uh, also filed personally for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection on August the 1st of that same year. Um, What essentially happens from there... Gawker's uh, assets were bought up by uh, Univision or, or Univision, as maybe people know more commonly here. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they bought up Gawker's assets for $135 million at a at, at bankruptcy auction on August 16th of 2016. Gawker, as we know, and that includes Deadspin, Gizmodo, uh, Jalopkin, Jezebel, uh, uh uh, Kotaku and Lifehacker; um, uh, those were all sold off uh, to Univision, um, even though that they were not involved directly with the the the, the Hogan trial directly. Yeah. Um, one could also argue, um, in just an opinion, Hogan, of course, himself may has not even really. Um, recovered uh, from from all this happening himself.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, like from a standpoint of, I mean, Grant. He he obviously he's gotten older, so we can't do the action movies like he used to. Mm-hmm. Um, the you know those those Oscar winning movies that we miss. Um, <laughs> of course, the. It's like, so that part, like, he couldn't, like, he couldn't no longer do. So that's where some of the money, like, money he was making went away. And then you had, like, you had people no longer wanting to pay to get his autograph or photos taken with him. So mm-hmm. he lost money on that. And then losing his, basically losing his job with the WWE. I mean, if you think about it, who knows where we would be wrestling wise if he didn't have this against mm-hmm. him. Cause I could totally see him being like a, um, like a general manager type thing yeah. for the show. Cause that would get, that would have kept people interested. Like that. That's the thing. Like when Hogan came back, ratings were usually up and it, he draws interest. And that's why they announce them whenever he comes back, because that's the way they do it now. They they the cable companies they don't they don't really care for the big surprises like they used to because they want they obviously they want to sell advertising, so they want things promoted. So going outside the box here, when and if John Cena comes back, we'll know about it because WWE will promote it. And that way people will watch. And that's what they did with Hogan, like for the past couple years when they bring him back. You know, they they that do it and and the thing is is like you said Hogan has not recovered. You look at WrestleMania this past year. Granted he hosted, but what you didn't hear on TV is what was reported is when he talked, he did not he got booed. <laughs> you yeah. know, I I yeah, like the funny thing is is um I don't know like if you ever looked at like house show results from like on the wrestling, like on internet, like when Mm. people report house show results, they would sometimes at the bottom of the results say who got the biggest pops and who got the biggest booze. And I saw somebody do this and they said, no, just only one person got the booze. And that was (laughs) like Hogan, like at WrestleMania. Just he like you at the beginning, you could hear it, but then they tuned it out. Mm-hmm. they they kind of cut the mic and the uh yeah it's just it just shows how it shows how the mighty have fallen
0: i mean absolutely i mean i i, I can definitely see where you're coming from on that and I, as we put it ev- nobody's really coming away from this looking you know better for it right um yeah. November 2nd 2016 Gawker Media and and Hulk Hogan aka Terry Balea, uh reached a $31 million settlement so Hogan did walk away with some money and as a result of said settlement Gawker forwent its appeal and three articles from gawker.com were taken down including the ones involving uh Mr. Hogan um now Obviously this leads us to a lot of open doors especially in terms of American politics. Um, I mean we can talk about oh, we can talk about so many things. Um, we can talk about how um, a then running for President Donald Trump uh, campaigned about, Wanting to open up uh, libel laws, uh, which is uh, actually non-existent there there are no American libel laws, but um, this actually does set the precedent for, you know for for for, for greater legal action against uh, journalists. Um, yeah. um, this uh, this also uh, open up windows for uh, something that you mentioned earlier. Uh, You know, uh, billionaires or maybe people who want to influence media in a particular way um, uh, to have a particular leaning or to offer particular news sets um, uh, to basically be bought up. These, these media companies are bought up and, and basically fed a script of, hey, this is the news that you're actually going to talk about. Right now, um, you know, and, and and this is this is all we want you to talk about. Um, I'm actually googling something right now. Uh, who owns the most um local news stations uh in America?
1: It uh, might be it could be Gannett, or it's probably uh, it, I want to see.
0: It's actually a, a company that you might be very familiar Sinclair. with. Sinclair. Rob. It is Sinclair. Sinclair. Yes. Yeah, was, that was my
1: second guess. Like I said, Hubbard, but I'm like, Hubbard's the local thing here. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Sinclair, the, S- the owners of Ring of Honor.
0: Yeah. Sinclair Broadcasting, owners of Ring of Honor. Um, they own the most local stations. And I don't know if you uh, or if anybody who's out there listening has listened to a Sinclair Broadcasting um you know uh uh, production uh but it 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 does lean a certain way and sinclair wants to be very clear in in the news that they present to you Uh, that's again just my opinion not the opinion of love wrestling or rob (laughs) or anybody else that's that's my opinion you can find that and uh, john oliver um, actually, has a very good piece about Sinclair broadcasting on mm-hmm. his um, uh, not only on the on the YouTube page for last week tonight his show for HBO, but you can also see the full thing on HBO itself. Um, a lot of this information is also available, as well as other really interesting insights into cases related to this in a netflix series a netflix documentary actually called nobody speak trials of the free press um this was released in 2017 so you know if you're a netflix subscriber um and you haven't heard all of this story before or stories related to this go and check out nobody speak trials of the free press on netflix it's actually well worth your time and not only just like the wrestling side of it but knowing how this what we saw as a simple and maybe not so simple, but as what we saw as, oh it, it was a Hulk Hogan sex tape, and it was about racism, and you know he said the he said the n-word uh yeah, that's really important that's a very important part of this story, but there's there's just so much more to this story, and I'm really glad that you and I had a chance to sit down and talk about it.
1: Yeah, it was it was fascinating. And um, you know, like earlier we were talking about um you mentioned the a good place to like read the article. Um David Bixenspan has a fantastic article on it, um on the Daily Beast. So you mm-hmm. could go on there and um just Daily Beast and search Hogan or probably put in Bixenspan. Um and he, he has a really good in depth uh article on it. So I would recommend that.
0: Awesome, man. Well, hey, high five. We got this. And uh, as of right now, I have not been contacted by any attorneys. Yeah. So, (laughs) uh, Rob, uh, where can people out there find you on the Internet?
1: Uh, You could find me at Rob Wilkins on Twitter. Um, You can also find me on Shooting the Sportish, uh, which me and you work together on. Um, (laughs) And... We, uh, you can find me on uh, fightful dot com covering AEW Dynamite every, usually every Wednesday night. This week it was on Friday. Next week it's on Saturday, but uh, and I also cover AEW or NXT on Tuesdays, and I have a couple other things that I do for them. So I'm pretty much around, and uh, unfortunately I'm on Twitter almost all the time. So yeah, yeah you can yeah. catch me there.
0: Yeah, you you guys uh, seriously, you guys have to follow Rob. Uh follow Rob on Twitter. He's always putting out content for you guys. He's he's doing he's really doing uh the wrestling lord's work uh covering <laughs> AEW and NXT for you guys, writing up on Fightful uh Fightful I apologize, Fightful. And and on top of that, Rob's doing baseball podcasting and, and, and recordings over on YouTube for shooting the Sports-ish, which is top-notch stuff. So uh, Rob is absolutely amazing. If you have not yet had Rob Wilkins on your show, uh, dude, you guys are missing out. Rob is such an amazing asset for this wrestling community, and I can't thank Rob enough for joining us here uh, on today's episode. Um,
1: Oh, My pleasure. My pleasure. Thank you very much. I, yeah, I, I love this kind of stuff. So anytime you need it, and I, I know you said you're, you're done with this soon. I don't like that. I enjoy this.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't was...
1: know what we got to do to fix this part, but, uh, we'll have to have some conversations with people.
0: Oh, goodness. Okay. Well, mm.
1: uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> it might not be
1: good ones, but no, <laughs> but I, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I, I do. I really enjoy it because it, you get to go in depth on a lot of stuff. So I really appreciate you asking me because I, I jumped at the chance.
0: Hey, you, you know, like I said, I love working with you. And when I thought about doing this series, I was like, I got to contact them. Uh, cause, cause you're absolutely amazing. Um, so I'll have my handlers reach out to your handlers and we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll work something out. I'll, 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 I'll see how much more I can afford in green Skittles. Yeah. And yeah, we'll... that's how
1: you—that's how you pay me. Except for the... now, we're, if you're talking the lime skittles from back in the day, that you can get me pretty cheap. The green ones these days aren't like they used to be, mm-hmm. um, and that's a show that we could probably do two hours on, but we're not. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that—that's that's unfortunately how you can pay me. Other than other than like the other green stuff, people prefer just candy oh. skips and we'll call it even.
0: Fair enough uh well uh let's 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 keep the feds out of this one and um let's let's uh let's let's close down shop here like i said i'll have my people get in touch with your people and 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 of course if you love what you're hearing from from me and rob's conversations we've got a few more in the tank folks so stick around like share and subscribe this episode of headlock talk and of love wrestling because we've got a whole lot more coming at you here this season of, of headlock talk we're dropping we're dropping some knowledge dropping some knowledge uh for rob i am the texas gentleman tanner pro you can find me on twitter at texas gentleman underscore or you can also tune into uh, a little show called radio techers which features myself mr uh <laughs> I was going to call him Mr. Mags. I guess that's the only one. I don't, want to, I don't want to call him by his shoot name. Uh, but yeah, yeah, you can, you can, you can follow uh, uh, us uh, over at, at Radio Techers, as well as uh, Matt, the magnificent Matt uh, Willis, uh, over at Radio Techers, where we talk about Premier League football. We're covering the Euros right now. I don't know when this show is going to drop. It might already be after the Euros. Who knows? But uh, you can definitely check out all of that content there as well. Uh, but again for Rob I am the Texas Gentleman Tanner Pruitt y'all take care and have yourself a great rest of your day bye bye